Twilight Hollywood Edition, the show that takes a look at those involved in television and film. We interview the actors, writers, producers, directors, and those that work with them. I'm joined today by my co-hosts, Kinte and Miyosha. Hey guys, how you doing? Great. Hey, how's it going? It's awesome and sunny here in Ohio. It's sunny here <laughs> in Los bet. Angeles as well. Oh. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been like, what, two weeks since we've done a show together. So, Yeah. Yeah, it's quite, uh, I'm glad that we're back at it again. So, uh, um, how's your weekend, or how's your week been, Terrilyn? You know, uh, okay, I, I gotta say, um... The announcement um, about Robin Williams really got to me. And, you know, suicide is a horrible thing for anybody. But I think this one, for somebody who made so many people happy and so many people laugh, you just don't think someone like that is going through mental illness. And when you realize, I mean, I I think this is going to be a real eye-opener for people about mental illness and it. It can hit anybody, anywhere, and it's so tragic, and I feel for his family. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel very bad for his family. And, you know, he had children that he left behind, a wife, and other people who loved him. And, uh, you know, that's the thing about suicide is that it leaves behind uh, a lot of people who have to pick up the pieces. And I'm sure there's a lot of questions uh, with the family and fans and such. And, you know, unfortunately, you know how it goes. There's going to be a lot of people trying to fill in the blanks who are probably not qualified to do so. Absolutely. So, yeah. and, you know, I hope, I hope the family is able to get some peace, uh, at least from, you know, the prying eyes and whatnot of not only the fan community, but definitely, mm-hmm. you know, the vultures out there that you know, are looking to profit from it. Yeah, I hope exactly. people leave them alone because this is their time right now. Mm-hmm. They definitely need their time, for sure. And then um, we also lost Lauren Bacall this week, who, God, her history of all the amazing films that she's been in. Mm -hmm. um, Such a beauty and so much talent. Um, I loved watching her in anything I could watch her in. Yeah, you know, she definitely was somebody that, you know... uh, just left an impact within you know uh, the community the the film community and you know the you know the work that she did of course with Humphrey Bogart and such you know will all will go on forever and you know it's it's unfortunate in a way too that I you know I don't think we're talking enough about her you know uh, you know you know I, because she died when she did with you know the Robin Williams thing happening and whatnot but uh, mm. she she definitely deserves you know, her time and people to remember her and the work that she did. So oh, she, right. she was uh, 89 years old, too. Yeah, good life she lived. She lived a full life. Yeah. So. Yes. But on um, a lighter note, I did see some good television this week. How about you guys? Yes, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. There were some really good programs uh, that came on. Uh, we had the season finale of the show Gang Related that was really good. Uh, I saw it last night. That was excellent. It ended on a very good note. I sure hope that show doesn't get canceled. Uh, you know, I have I don't have a lot of uh, 
faith that uh, Fox will do the right thing, but it's definitely... Kiss of death, you just said you hope it won't. Don't say it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I I hope the show will be back for uh, season two, because the way it ended, it it ended with a lot of uh, questions, and if they don't get one, I'll be disappointed. The show Power uh, had a season uh, finale as well, and then also... Uh, you had, um, uh, you know, The Bridge is still on. And, you know, there's like a, it's a ton of great shows that are on. So, you know, yeah. it's a really good time to watch television. Yeah, yep. I agree. What about you, Marcia? Uh, what, what to you the sci-fi. Well, actually, I've been catching up on The Orange is the New Black. Um, and I think it's just an amazing show as far as, like, uh, all the characters, they all like, you know, complement each other. So it's a great, looks like a great fun set, you know. It's good to see people having fun on set. So it's just really, a really great show. Yeah, I love it. And Tara? Gosh, I've been watching a lot of the sci-fi. And um, <laughs> I've been actually checking out Satisfaction. Really? Because, you know, everybody wants a little satisfaction in their life, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> it's not exactly what I expected it to be, but, you know, hey, it's satisfaction for somebody. Someone <laughs> out there. My husband probably would not want me to be watching it, is what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, oh, boy. Uh, uh, opening a new can of worms, that's right. Right. Uh, uh, it, this show just started, right? Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. And, and, the, and the premise is, is that kind of, you know, you've been married a long time, you get a little bored, and maybe you hire somebody to take care of that boredom for you. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I don't think your husband wants you to see that show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Love you, honey. Exactly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Okay, so uh, any sci-fi stuff? Oh, you know, I've been still watching Defiance and Dominion, mm-hmm. uh, checking them out, um, and uh, both of them this week kind of. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens next. I should say, in both of them. So, but I'm really interested, and I haven't played the game. There's like a game with one, and then there's a kind of a diary slash, uh, what, what are they calling it? A guidebook with the other. To You know, outside of the television show, they give you things to get involved with the show more. And I think that stuff's really cool. And I'm curious to hear if it's how it's helped them, if they have like a whole other audience there that, you know, is is different than just the people that watch. I hope it's successful because I would love to see more shows think outside the box like that. Right. You know? So I, I, I'm pulling for it to be a success. Yeah. That's for sure. Because we need, you know, I think we need more stuff like that, that tries, that reaches for the moon. I want them to let me be a, like a digital actor in there with wings for like uh, Dominion and become an angel in there. I think that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> that would be interesting. I could just be an extra, you know, in the sidelines, a digital extra. <laughs> I can totally see it. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's, um, let's talk about the weekend box office. Uh, 
At number 10, we have uh, Planes, Fire, and Rescue. At number 9, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which I saw. is a really good movie. I enjoyed it. Number 8, Get On Up, about James Brown. Number 7, Hercules. 6, Step Up, All In. 5, Lucy. 4, The 100 Foot Journey. 3, Into the Storm, and uh, I saw that the other day. Yep. It was really good. Um, 2, Gal- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, and number one, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and that got uh, sixty-five million dollars in its first week. And so, yeah, best believe it's going to be a sequel <laughs> to that. Right, exactly. So, yeah, that, that was the weekend box office. So, let's go to what's coming out this week, and uh, we have Let's Be Cops, The Expendables Three, and The Giver. So, uh, Terlin, of those three films, any of those uh, tickles you your fancy? You know, The Expendables, just because I want to look at all those guys, because I think that would be really fun. (laughs) (laughs) Here, here. Hello. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, But The Giver looks interesting um, and a little depressing to have a world where people have no feelings whatsoever, emotions. Um, But so I'd probably go Expendables first and Giver second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Same? Okay. <laughs> same. Uh, probably either Expendables or Let's Be Cops. Uh, if I had a gun to my head, probably Expendables 3. <laughs> Even though I, I think Expendables 2 was one of the worst movies of all time. <laughs> so, Whoa. But, uh, you know, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't a fan. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, of, of those three films, yeah. So that's what's coming out this weekend. Uh, if you get a chance to see it, please make sure that you tweet us and let us know uh, if these films uh, were any good. All right. So with all that said, let's get to our guest. Uh, our guest, his name is Eric Nelson. Uh, you can catch him in Chasing Yesterday. He was recently a part of the, the Hulu uh, revival of All My Children. And... Uh, now we have a clip from Chasing Yesterday. We're going to play it, and on the other side, we'll be joined by him. So here we go. So, what kind of trouble are you in? What do you mean? I'm a priest. Don't lie to me. You wouldn't have come here if you didn't need something. You sign off on my papers, and I'll come here. I expect you to cooperate. I'm sick of hearing the rumors, Okay. Okay. What rumors? That I'm a murderer. Who says you're a murderer? People. I'd like to know what happened. With what? With Amanda. I'm not doing this right now, man. Come on. No, no, no. I'm going home. You just said you were going to cooperate. If you want me to sign these papers, you All right, you want me to cooperate? Let me cooperate. Let's talk about the last two years of my life. Let's talk about him. All right. Well, I met a girl. She dumped me. I killed her. And then I've been on house arrest ever since. That's how the story goes, right? (laughs) Welcome to the show, Eric. How how are you doing? 
Hey guys, what an introduction there! <laughs> and in and, and that scene, you were it playing. literally was like, and I killed her. Hey, <laughs> I thought that'd be pretty cool. Uh, and in that scene, you were acting along with uh, Steve Sharippa. Uh, you might know from yeah, the Sopranos. Yeah, yeah, he's he was the man too. He was a he was an awesome guy and uh, really really fun to work with. So that was that was definitely a good good time there. Yeah, and the woman that. Uh, in the movie that you killed, uh, I think she has a, a special connection to you as well, right? The actress, Wait, say that, uh, say that one more time. The actress uh, that you were referring to in that scene. Oh, no, no, actually. Who are you thinking of? Uh, wasn't that uh, you were playing opposite? Wasn't that your wife? Well, you know, she's in the movie, but she doesn't play... The, that oh, girl that okay, I'm, I'm referring to in that scene. Oh, okay. Okay. So, but no, but we are in the movie together, which which was uh, so much fun. We also produced the movie together, so that was it was quite an experience. Oh, All good nice. stuff, though. Very nice. Yeah. Now, and you're still married. So that's <laughs> <good>. <laughs> yeah. Well, we literally we shot that movie for a month in October, uh, last October. And then got married in November. So it was those couple months were just jam packed. Let me tell you, we we were a little bit crazy to to shoot it right before the wedding, but somehow we got through. <laughs> now that was some bonding right there. <laughs> but you know what, though? Yeah, no, that's just. If you think about it, if you think about it like this, is if you guys can survive, you know, putting a movie together, definitely it prepared you for marriage, right? Oh my gosh, and that's not even the half of it. We went through, we went through a flood. Our entire apartment we had to move, mm. which they say moving is one of the most stressful things too. And then um, there was one other thing that we had to do. Um, but all these things happened right before we got married. So we're like, babe, marriage is going to be so easy. We just did like the worst <laughs> things that you could, you know, the most stressful things that you could do. Um, leading up to the wedding so by the time we got married we're like oh now we can relax this is cake <laughs> <laughs> well we're going to talk in depth about uh chasing yesterday but before we do that we'd love to start off with the beginning so where are you from originally uh originally i'm from west palm beach florida Woo-hoo. um are you from florida i'm from florida oh what part gainesville florida okay are you a gator fan uh, well, you know, not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, good, I like the Seminoles, so I just want to make too. sure. Me too, yay! <laughs> oh, nice. Um, well, no, originally from West Palm Beach, Florida, and then I moved to New York City uh, when I was 13 years old to pursue um, the business, and um, now I just moved to California uh, about a month and a half ago. Nice. Nice. Now, before you got into acting, you were a dancer. Just tell us about that. How'd you get in interested in dance at such a young age, and what was that like? Yeah, you know, I started dancing when I was in Florida, um, and then I, uh, how did I get into it? Well, when my, I have a little brother, a uh, younger brother, who uh, my mom put into classes. Uh, he had a lot of energy when he was young and stuff, so it was a great way for him to kind of, you know, get all that out. And uh, so I started going with him, and um, then, you know, it just kind of it looked like a lot of fun. So my mom was like, oh, how about I try, we'll, we'll try a class together. So mom and I did a, uh, you know, kind of like a, uh, 
they do like a, a mom class or whatever, you kind of get to take a class with your, your parents and kind of laugh and just, you know, it's more like for fun, something to do, um, something for us to socialize and, you know, just have some fun. And then I just fell in love with it. Um, and, and everyone, it just came very naturally. And I just, I just was having so much fun. So I would take as many classes as I could. Um, and I was still, you know, I was playing ice hockey at the same time. I was playing tennis at the same time. So my, my schedule got really crazy, but I just couldn't get enough of dance. And then I got, they said I should, you know, try out for the competition team. And so I did. And then I started traveling all over competing. And that's what brought me to New York City for the first time, uh, where nationals of a, um, of a dance competition. And that's kind of where New York City kind of just swept me under my feet and I fell in love. <laughs> Nice. Uh, who'd, who'd you study under for dance? Oh, I mean, um, a, a teacher in, in West Palm Beach. Uh, her name is Amber uh, Prosnick, and um, I studied with her mostly. And um, then I, I took a lot of tap in New York uh, from a lady named Michelle Dorrance. Nice. And uh, actually got to tap with uh, Savion Glover Ooh. a little bit, oh, which wow, was nice. which was incredible, and that was definitely a highlight of uh, my dancing. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. So, so that was that was a lot of fun. Wait, I gotta ask. So, tell us what was your like one thing that surprised you about Savion? Um, one thing that surprised me about Savion would have to be his just like wing it personality and attitude yeah he, he you know he just kind of trot in and put on his shoes and then all of a sudden like he did an entire performance for people like he just <laughs> it was all off the top of his head he he kind of like inspired me and, and and taught me in a way um about improv and about just you know feeling it and creating it all mm -hmm. all at once which I knew nothing about coming from a competition team because everything's so structured and you've got your routines, you know where you're looking, you know where your arm goes. Um, but with the improv, which is very much Savion style, and the rhythm tap, um, it's very just loose and, you know, makes you think on your feet. And that's what really kind of, you know, drove me. I loved it. Mm -hmm. Do those skills as a dancer translate to acting? Any other skills? Um yeah, you know, it's it's very physical, um, and acting is is a lot more um, you know emotional and 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 stuff. But no, there's definitely things I can pull from from dance that I can use in my acting. Um, you know, first of all, being in front of a crowd um, that got me in front of tons and tons of people up on stages all the time. So by the time I was doing plays and acting, um, it, it just kind of felt normal and comfortable. Um, so that'd probably be the biggest thing. And also memorization, because you have to learn a lot of different dances and choreography. And with acting, you learn a lot of different lines and blocking. And so for me, you know, the blocking of a scene is kind of like the choreography of the scene and uh, kind of comes hand in hand. So absolutely, they, they um, you know, coexist. Now, when we, we talked about this in the pre-chat, but when I was doing research uh, about you, I came across this clip of uh, a show, uh, iCarly. When you were, mm -hmm. how were you uh, around this time? When you were on um, the I actually, I had my 16th birthday on set. <laughs> Aww. And, and, Aww, and I'll never sweet. forget it because they had a cake and everyone bought me presents. And I had just met all these actors who I looked up to and they were treating me like I was part of the gang. So I'll never forget that. 
Well, what was so great about the clip was that there was this big dance number, and you guys were fully dressed, and I mean, it was it was pretty impressive, and it was before I knew you were a dancer. So, uh, it, did dancing get you that gig, being a dancer? You know, it absolutely did. Um, the choreographer of the show, his name is Lane Knapper, um, who's a really good friend of mine. I danced, um, that's another person I danced under, um when i when i moved to new york um but mostly was uh he was also my acting coach and uh, he knew this episode was coming up and he said i've got a kid who can do it he's an incredible dancer he acts too um and i really think you should see him and so i put myself on tape um and he you know pitched it to dan schneider who was the creator of iCarly and and the rest of the producing team over there and uh they we're like, great, let's do it. So I flew out to California and spent my birthday and got to film uh, and work work on set for, for the week, which was just incredible. But it was all mainly because of dancing, because they wanted a, a kid who could dance and act. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Tell me, um, inspiration, you know, growing up, who were people that you thought were great dancers and actors? Um, as a dancer, you know, of course, uh, Mikhail Baryshnikov was a big inspiration to me. Um, he kind of revolutionized dance, um, especially for, um, you know, the male dancers out there. Um, Savion was another one, always really looked up to him. And as an actor, um, it changed so many times over the years, um, because, you know, when you're young, you just you kind of look up to the funniest person, which actually, sadly, was Robin Williams for me uh, when I was younger. Um, just incredible movies like Mrs. Doubtfire and Flubber and all these movies as a kid that just make you laugh and, you know, think you're in Aladdin. And, you know, it's just, you know, rest of soul. Um, but he was definitely a big one for me when I was younger. Um, and then as I got older, um, Edward Norton and Liam Neeson both became... Um, actors I really looked up to. Now, um, I remember this episode very, very clearly, and your performance was really good. Uh, it was a Law & Order episode that uh, you were in where you played a, a troubled teen. Uh, uh, tell us about, do, do you re remember playing that part, and what was it like to get ready to play that? Because uh, I'm assuming you didn't play a character like that before. No, that kind of was my first um, uh, character uh, in which really kind of stretched uh, my limits and uh, my comfort zones as an actor. Um, I was always really um, enjoying comedy and light, you know, light things. Um, and that role sh stretched my abilities, which was great. And um, opened my eyes to a whole other side of acting, which now is, mainly what I prefer um but it was it was a great part I got to um I got to basically play a kid who tries to commit suicide uh doesn't come away with it come through with it I'm sorry and uh gets put in a mental institution um so I actually got to film in Bellevue uh in the psych the psych ward of Bellevue in New York City and walking down those halls and you know there's just such an eerie eerie feeling and going into the bathroom and there's um there's panic cords that you pull if you're if you're freaking out and, and all these things that just like you know as an actor made you embody 
embody this scene and this character and it really puts you in the mood um, and, and, and kind of in the right place to deliver that performance. Um, but it was, I mean, it was definitely a wild experience, but I, I loved it and I'll definitely never forget it. I, re- I remember that episode very clearly, and when when we were looking through your reel, and I saw it, I was like, "Oh yeah, you were the dude," you know, from that. It was it was really <laughs> intense, you know. Law and Order's intense show, but oh yeah, that particular episode, yeah, you you, you knocked it out the park, dude. For sure. Yeah. That's a quick question. Yeah, no, it was it, w- it was, but it's it was a lot of fun. Which um, at you know, which has been your favorite character that you performed um throughout your career or whether it be dance or Broadway? You know, that's such a, that's such a great question. Um, because I don't think there's, I don't think I have an answer really. I think I've pulled something from every character that I've been able to play. Um, you know, a couple highlights for me, um, just as a person in, in my career, Mm -hmm. uh, one was 13, the musical, which I got to do on Broadway. Mm. And, um, it was, you know, getting to originate a Broadway show, getting to originate a character, getting to record an original cast album, which, you know, can be heard, you know, forever. I mean, it's out there. My voice is on it. And it was was a, a pretty incredible experience um, because before it came to Broadway, um, we did an out-of-town tryout in, in, uh, in Connecticut um, at the Goodspeed Opera House. And um, so basically, we all lived together. We were all the same age. It was oh, the wow. first time ever in, in the history of Broadway that they had an all-teenage cast. And we were all basically around 13 years old. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. So as you can imagine, spending an entire year uh, with kids who are going through the same things you are, um, who are you know, on top of the world because they're getting to do a, you know, a Broadway show and get to celebrate it together... It was it was an incredible experience and uh, one I'll never ever forget. Now you started in the business quite young, and um, you know so I'm sure there was a lot of ups and downs. Now that you've transitioned from you know being a child actor to now a, an adult actor, what was the, t- the what was the hardest thing from you know going from a kid actor to an adult actor? You know it's funny. Um, because it's it's still something I think I'm uh well obviously I'm I'm out of the you know child actor thing um but the transition itself you know it's uh it's kind of it doesn't stop throughout you know middle school into high school into college because you know then you're figuring out are you transitioning are you still playing high school or are you now playing college right. are you still playing college or now are you playing out of college you know so it's a continuous uh, cycle of you know um, figuring out what your demographic is, um, but for me you know I had a I had a little bit of a slow time during after kind of the teenage thing and and figuring out what my niche was and where I was going to kind of reestablish myself um, as an actor um, and kind of moving into the adult world, um, but since that transition now it's you know kind of been nonstop again and it's been fantastic, but there are those awkward. You know, at least for me um, and some some friends that I have that are, have been in the business since they were young, um, there are those you know year or two where you really are figuring it out. Um, and you know, for me in my case, it was just an opportunity to just study more. You know, go back, start taking you know take acting classes, just do whatever I could to keep active um, until I kind of figured out my place again. 
Um, and yeah, no, that's that's basically how it works. Nice. Yeah. Now, uh, if you were to have children in the future, and they came to you and said, "Daddy, I want to follow you, you and become an actor," would you would you be on board with it, or would you try talk against it, or you're not quite sure? You know, that's so funny. That's a great question. My wife and I have talked about that, um, Sainty and I. Um, you know, ultimately, if it's something they want to do, a hundred percent. If they want to, you know, I would I would be encouraging and supportive of of whatever they wanted to do because uh, that's the way I was raised. I had a very very supportive mother, and um, I wouldn't have wanted wouldn't have wanted it to be any other way. So at the end of the day, if they said, "Dad, I want to be an actor," I'd say, "All right, let's get you into the best class. Let's do it." <laughs> um, I don't think I'd, I'd, I would never push and be like, all right, I want my kid to be an actor just because right. I know the struggles and, you know, it really is a difficult business. Um, it, it, there's no certainty in it. Um, so as far as that goes, you know, there are ups and downs and I, you know, you, you're just going to want what's best for your kids. So you don't mm-hmm. always want them to go through those downs, but, right. you know, maybe that's what makes us stronger. Um, so I would not be against it. But I would not push for it if they wanted to. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about you know you have you're you're now entering the producing role as well, and how mm-hmm. that's different for you. You know, I think it gives for me it just gives me more of a respect and understanding of how everything comes together. Because um, you know, on the producing side, you're not you kind of have your hand in everything. You see how it comes together. You see how the the creating process, um, you know, kind of how it all just, best way to put it, as an actor, all you do is show up and act. You get the line, you get to work with cool people. On the producer side, you get to figure out who you want in it. You get to know where you want to shoot the film. You're going to figure out where you're going to get the money. And <laughs> So if you like that sort of stuff and really, really push you and really have to, um, you know, work, work yourself um, on all levels, not just, you know, the artistic side, um, then producing is definitely something I'd recommend for, for anyone who feels that way. Um, but it's fun. It's just a lot more work. But... As I say, you know, if you love what you're doing, then the more work, the better. Absolutely. Now, was it tough for you? Did you guys have the trouble figuring out who to direct it, or did you do it yourselves? No. Um, in fact, the director was already on board because he, um, he also had written the film, and um, he knew my work. He worked um, over at Tribeca, Tribeca Film Festival um, nice. at Tribeca Studios. And I had worked on a TV series, uh, which Robert De Niro produced called NYC 2-2, um, which was produced through Tribeca. And um, I had also done some films that had been submitted to Tribeca. So he knew me. He knew my work. Um, our co-producer worked at Tribeca as well, and we had worked together on a, on a, a number of things. And uh, so they just kind of called me in and asked if I would be interested and did kind of a, a screen test with the lead the lead actress and um, it all kind of fell into place and then he offered me the opportunity to come on board as a producer because he knew it was something I was very interested in and um, the, kind of the rest was history. 
Nice. What have you learned from the directors that you, you've worked with throughout your career? Oh, geez. I mean, you know, you learn so many different things from so many different directors. Every mm-hmm. director is different. Um, you know, some directors are more hands-on. Sometimes it's more the uh, assistant director that's taking over. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, they're very, very specific. And other times they let you have fun and kind of be free with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it always just depends. Um, so I don't think I have a uh, direct answer for that question um, only because every director is so, so different. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, now, for all the All My Children fans, I, I you have to tell us about what was it like playing A.J. Chandler on the <laughs> series. <laughs> you know, it was it was great. I didn't even know I was playing AJ Chandler until I showed up on set. <laughs> um, I kid you not. Or maybe the or the or maybe the night before when the producer called me to kind of fill me in because they had everything incognito and and the character was under a different name. I thought I was auditioning for this kid named Luke. I thought maybe it was some new part on the show. I had no idea. Um, and Miranda's part was her name was Charlotte. So both of the characters were completely disguised um so when i booked it it was great my aunt who my aunt joanne is the biggest all my children fan ever (laughs) so so the first person i called was her and i was like auntie i'm auditioning for this character named luke on all my children do you know him is he a good part i mean tell me about him oh i don't think i think that must be a new role and then when I booked it, I called her back and I said, wait, they changed his name. His name is A.J. Chandler. And she <laughs> about had a heart attack, of course. <laughs> wait, A.J. Chandler, the son of J.R. Chandler? And, you know, she was going crazy. I was like, yeah, it sounds like that's a good part. She goes, that's a great part. <laughs> um, and she gave me the whole history of the show and the history of who's related to who and what way. And so she was kind of my best, you know, coach in a way. Um, yeah just because she was such a big fan. Um, but no, coming into the Chandler, you know, dynasty, uh, if you will, was just an incredible experience. I mean, you know, it's, um, it was just, uh, I, I can't even explain it. It was fantastic. Uh, I was very privileged and, um, you know, uh, very blessed to have been a part of their journey. Um, kind of sad that you know, they've come to an end here, but, you know, who knows what, what the future has in store. So very much enjoyed being a Chandler, um, and I hope I can, uh, who knows, do it again someday. Now, now your your character, uh, how would you describe him? Was he, is would you describe him as a good guy, uh, and you're not quite sure? Oh, absolutely. I mean, his his father was, was, a, was a bad guy, so to speak. <laughs> um you know, really, really uh, into the alcohol and, and drugs, and he just was very a terrible, terrible father. Um, so it kind of, you know, AJ could have gone two different ways. Um, he could have, you know, been that fruit that fell close to the tree and been, ended up like his dad, or he could have gone the other way and learned from his dad's mistakes, and um, that's exactly what my character did. Um, he... He was a good guy, and I think he was very cautious about all those things just because he saw all the pain um, that his father had brought so many people. Um, so he was able to channel that and flip it around, and he um, was a very, very good guy and you know, kind of relied on his best friend Miranda um, for emotional support, um, and they were 
best best friends and ended up having a little kind of love thing going on there but <laughs> for the most part um aj stayed out of trouble and you know just kind of knew who he didn't want to turn out like <laughs> now how do they shoot soap operas were you there monday through friday or how the, is it a regular nine to five type of deal oh uh, well i went you know not definitely not a regular uh nine to five kind of deal um, cause especially because we were working out in Connecticut, so it mm. took us a little bit of time, you know, about an hour commute every morning. So, you know, you get up at 6, you get picked up, um, you'd be on set by 8, and um, you'd film all day long. And then, you know, sometimes I wasn't getting home until around 11 or 12. Um, so wow. very, very long days. And you pack in about 100 pages of material a day, Um and now, for for people who don't film and, and and don't know the business, you know that does that they don't really know, you know, if that sounds like a lot or not. But normally, you know, a uh, a feature film is about a hundred pages, and that takes you know anywhere from a month to three months to shoot. And we do it in one day. Wow! So wow. you can imagine how quick and how fast you know, the pace and the tempo and the way everything is, um, you know, just so, uh, you know, by the books and they have it all regimented and it's very, very fast paced. Um, so you have to be on your game. You got to know all your lines. There's no really room for error. Um, they kind of shoot everything in one take, maybe mm -hmm. two, if you're lucky, and uh, <laughs> then they want to move on. And that's just how it goes. Now, I, I want to pivot back to uh, Chasing Yesterday, and I want you to give us some insight into your character, Junior, that you play. Uh, it seems like he's a, uh, you know, a very kind of dark type character, and uh, it seems like, a, a, you know, in kind of in the vein of the Law & Order uh, part, in a way. Yes, very much so. He, um, you know, Junior was on top of the game. He was the top of his class. He was in, uh, in all all-star, all-American, track runner, um, everything was going great for him. Um, then, you know, something very disturbing happens in his life, and it spirals him downhill, and um, it's kind of his journey through struggle and through pain and uh, what he does to try to get through it um, and how his life turns around again eventually uh, because of this, this girl. Um, so he definitely, throughout a lot of the movie, is, is struggling a great deal and um with with drug use and alcohol and um you know all the things you just you hope people never do get dependent on um especially to try to hide feelings and emotions um so it's definitely a roller coaster of emotion for the character um but in the end you know everything kind of a feel good feel good ending You're kind of rooting for the character this this the whole time even though he's going through these through these bad things, you really want him to get through it, and he did, and he does. Um, so it's a, it's an uplifting, uplifting movie, which I think can relate to a lot of people. And um, it's even though there has some disturbing, uh, you know, qualities in the film, it's very much a family film as well. So. Now, I, now I have two questions about. Uh, uh, one is your process. How do you prepare to play uh, that kind of a part? And also, too, when you go to these deep, dark places. Uh, do you leave it on on stage, or does it come home with you ever? You know, um, every actor is different. I think there are a lot of method actors who, you know, need to be in that state of 
um, you know, whatever that character may be going through. Um, personally, I don't, I don't think that's necessary for, for me to uh, carry out a performance. Um, so I, everything that happens on set, I try to leave on set. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very hard at times because um, you are putting your through an emotional roller coaster every day um so there are times where you know you need a really really sweet wife <laughs> and a happy home <laughs> um, and you know give her lots of kisses and just try to relax um but no it is difficult um but the goal is to you know leave everything work is work and home is home so it, you know i think when actors kind of start mixing the two is when uh you know, things post as a challenge your um, friend, for their personal life. Your friends will be like, uh, you know, they'll be like, hey, Eric, no, it's Junior. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. No, not me. <laughs> no disrespect to people who do need to go there, but no, I'm okay. I, I avoid that. <laughs> you know, on set, of course, you know, every director will ask you on set, they're like, do you prefer to be, you know, talk to, well, at least some directors, you know, do you, can I refer to you as Eric or do you like to be referred to as Junior? Um, and I, you know, if I'm in the middle of filming something and, and you need to stop me and we need to go into it right a, again, call me Junior. I'm already in the mental state. Why not? Um, but when you when you say cut and we're, you know, coming off set or it's lunchtime or something, you know, I'm, I'm Eric. It's not like, it's it's not taking over. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Now, you, you uh, mentioned your wife. I'm curious, what was the atmosphere like working with your, at that time, what, fiancé? Yeah, my fiance at the time. Um, you know, it was great because we we are each other's, you know, obviously best friends and, and support. And, you know, she motivates me more than anything else in the world. And uh, I, you know, motivate her as well. Um, so it really helped. Um, you know, it causes a little tension here and there, especially if you have differences in opinions and whatnot. But that's, that's life and everything. Um, so if anything, it just kind of made our relationship stronger. Um, because we really, you know, saw eye to eye on a lot of things, and it creatively, it, it was really cool to realize um, how much, you know, even more so we have in common than we thought we did already. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. So it was really, really fun. Married. Now, now we... I would recommend it to anyone. I mean, <laughs> it, you learn so much, um, and she's so smart. She's got like. A photographic memory and she's just a really really smart girl and so I feel like my flaws uh, is where she excels um, I'm not saying I'm not smart I'm just saying she kind of <laughs> you know really excels um, in places that I lack and, and vice versa so it was just kind of a, a really cool thing for us to collaborate and help help each other in every way we could now when you when you produce with your fiance or now your your wife uh does the issues with the set does that come home as well like oh man how we're going to do this shot you know tomorrow or you know or do you just leave it on the set as well no oh no we would definitely talk about things like that um you know over dinner and stuff like that and talk about the other actors and you know what we think is working what we think isn't working um things like that absolutely it's kind of our time to be able to talk privately because other than that you know we're around people all day um so if there's something she's uncomfortable with or i am you know that's the best time to be able to talk about it um so that said you know very much so we would we would bring it outside of set um but that's just that's just to you know make sure the other person's 
happy and comfortable with everything that's going on. Do you guys run lines and all that kind of stuff, or you know? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, because nice. Junior, he's there wasn't a there's not one scene that Junior's not in in the film, um, and scripts change a lot even during filming. Um, nothing is set in stone until it's until it's edited and put up on the on the big screen. Even then, sometimes they can get away with little things, but. Um, yeah, no, she is the best reading partner uh, ever because she knows what I'm doing and she knows where I'm, you know, where I need help or if I can't think of a line, she knows how to get me to memorize and whatnot um, and vice versa. So it was definitely, it's nice to be able to go home and have someone, you know, not only to lean, lean you know, lean ahead on, but to ask, hey, could you just run these lines with me real quick? I don't know if I got it yet or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, um, and do you have others in your household that provide unconditional love? <laughs> I do. We've got two little dogs. They are on Twitter. <laughs> they have their own little Twitter because we post so many pictures. We're like, okay, this is getting absurd. We can't have our Twitters blasted with all their stuff. Let's just have their own little thing. <laughs> so they do. Um, and they're so cute. We're a little crazy and in love. Um, but no, we're very happy with our little family. We have two dogs. One is, um, his name is Rudy, and the other guy's name is Ralphie. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are so much fun, and they're going crazy running around right now as, as we speak. Now, what are their Twitter accounts if we want to go check out? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's Rudy and Ralphie Nelson. Sadie um, <laughs> set it up. She's so funny. Um <laughs> I'm trying to, uh, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it's Rudy and Ralphie Nelson, but if you just go to mine, which is at Eric Nelson, uh, Nelson with an E, N-E-L-S-E-N, um, then you'll you'll see him on there. Yeah? So, yeah, what, it should be. What kind of dogs are they? Or puppies? Uh, one is a golden doodle, so oh. half golden retriever, half poodle. So he looks 100% golden retriever. Uh, but the the poodle in him makes him not shed, um, and is hypoallergenic. So it kind of mm-hmm. when we lived in New York, we wanted something that didn't shed, and he was like the perfect, um, you know, the perfect mix. And then um, the other guy is a little tiny thing. He's half beagle, half bulldog. Oh wow! And uh, <laughs> he's kind of got the little bulldog body a little bit with the back, you know, kind of the broad, broader legs, and then the sweet little beagle face. <laughs> and it looks, it goes really well. I was so surprised. I never even heard of them mixing the two. Um, but they are, <laughs> they're characters. <laughs> nice. Okay, so um, yeah. um, you have a new project that's coming out uh, that you're about to start working with, and it's called The Bay. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Um, So The Bay is an Emmy-nominated online web series um, going into their third season. And um, I was actually presenting at the the Creative Arts Daytime Emmy Awards this year. And the creator of the show came up to me and gave me his card and said he really liked my work on All My Children. Um, Wondered if I lived in L.A. And um, I said, no, I don't. At that time, this this was about two months ago. And I said, but I'm moving uh, in a week. And he said, well, here's my card. You know, let me know when you're here. I would love to, um, you know, uh, bring you into the studios. You can meet the team. And, yeah, just uh, a fan of your work. I'd love to maybe work together one day. And I said, oh, great. So I gave him a call when I got into town. 
Um, this was a couple days after being there. And um, a couple days later, he offered me a part on the show and said he'd love to write me in. And okay. uh, so moved to L.A. in less than a couple days, and I already had a, a job, so I feel very fortunate. Um, and there's a great, great team, a lot of uh, uh, very famous uh, soap opera actors on the show. Um, and it uh, seems like a, a lot of fun, so I'm looking forward to it. Now, do you have any insight to if your character is going to be, you know, a good guy yeah. or, you know... Yeah, you know, he wanted it the exact opposite of my character on All My Children. So, A.J. Chandler's taking a turn. Um, (laughs) It's not A.J. Chandler, but, I mean, he's he's definitely going to be, without, you know, I can't give away too much. Um, Mm -hmm. All I can say is what was in the press release, which um, you can can see on Google if you just search Eric Nelson, The Bay. I had a big press release on it. Um, um, But he... He's going to be a little darker. He's going to be um, edgier. I can say that. Nice. Yeah. So it'll it'll be fun. So more good guy, Eric Nelson. (laughs) (laughs) Uh oh! I seem to think you're going to like playing the bad guy. All right. (laughs) You know, it's fun. It's fun because I feel like when I'm playing, you know, the, the the fun nice guy, I feel like I'm. You know, uh, I, I get to use a lot of my own qualities as a, as a person in it. Um, but when I get to go the other r- route, which is is nothing like my actual personality, it's you know it's stimulating because I get to tap into things that I, I never get to in everyday life. So it kind of makes me you know work a little harder, uh, nice. which I enjoy. Very. Cool. I don't want to put out the persona that I'm this edgy bad boy. Uh, <laughs> but I do. Too late. <laughs> I know. I do enjoy pulling it off. You know. <laughs> nice. So now the shooting for this um, same type of thing as far as you know, hundred. What did you say? A thousand pages a day? Oh, a hundred pages a day. Pages? No, uh, because it's um, these are shorter episodes um, than what all my children was, and um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be an easier schedule, uh, 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 more average schedule. Um, most shows. This one's kind of shot like a primetime show. Um, spend, you know, a week, an entire week on on one episode instead of one day on one episode. So it's going to be more structured like that, which whew, it's going to be good to kind of be able to breathe a little bit. <laughs> That's good. Um, is there any particular, like, a role that you would like to play, your, your, your dream role? Um... You know, I don't really have a dream role. Um, I've been able to play so many different parts. It's, 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 I feel like I've already been living a dream. Ralphie, if you hear someone barking, that's my dog. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but it, watching a show like Breaking Bad, for instance, and seeing Aaron Paul's character, um, which just is such a whirlwind of emotions and ups and downs and... Um, and the way he played it, I feel like every actor I know my age wants wants to do that <laughs> now, <laughs> just right. seeing him create what he created. Uh, so if I had to say, I'd say, you know, I could never uh, think of pulling off what he pulled off, but if they wanted to start it over and recast me as his role, I would be very happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Heck yeah, that's very nice. Work. That was great work, definitely. For that's, sure. 
Yeah. All right, so we've come to the point in the show that we affectionately like to call Rapid Fire. And the way that Rapid Fire works is that me, Tara Lynn, and then Miosha will pepper you with questions. Uh, and I think I think you'll have a lot of fun with this. Okay? Okay. Okay. Right. A little nervous here. It's all impulse answers, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Think now, improv. <laughs> exactly. All right. I got you. All right. So uh, a couple of years ago at Coachella, they did a hologram concert of the rapper Tupac. And uh, a couple of months ago, they did something similar with Michael Jackson. So what dead artist or band would you like to see a hologram concert of? Ooh, um, a hologram concert, um, Dead or Alive. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, that's good. All right, Tara? Uh, oh, gosh. Let me think. Let me think. Oh, Elvis. Nice. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> so, um, my For question sure. my question is, you, you recently moved out to L.A. What was the first place you had to see once you got out there? Um, the film studios of of the Bay, of um, Laney Entertainment. Cool. Okay, cool. Yep. Do you believe in Bigfoot? <laughs> <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I believe in people with big feet, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is your favorite guilty pleasure junk food that you like to eat? Ooh, in and out <laughs> We were there nice. just the other day. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, in fact, I probably went there before I went to the studio. That's probably <laughs> the first place I had to visit, now that I think about it. <laughs> okay, wait, Ohioan, what's in and out it's a, it's a burger joint. in and out is like a burger place. It's like a way better version of like a McDonald's or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got this special sauce they put on there that's just like, ugh, you can't get enough of it. Or at least I can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my uh, next question is, um, what's the latest movie you've seen? Hercules. Hercules. Nice. Why is a tennis ball fuzzy? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, friction? I don't know. Good answer. That's a good answer, though. (laughs) All right. um, All right. You mentioned Aaron Paul earlier, so uh, uh, do you think you can? You think you can beat him in a (laughs) dance-off? In a dance-off, I I would be happy to challenge him. Nice. Although he could probably just stand there and everyone would still vote for him. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, would you, do you envision yourself someday producing a musical? Yes. Awesome. What would the theme be? Um, It's funny, my wife and I are actually talking about one right now. Um, So I I can't say too much because it's hitting a little close to home. Um, (laughs) Uh, but I, I like uh, stories uh, based on people's um, actual lives. So Nice. Cool. Yeah, it's, something everyone can actually relate to. That's good. If you could sing one song on American Idol, what would it be? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, that's a hard one. That's hard. Uh, uh, I don't know, a Green Day song. Nice. <laughs> only, only because the other night we were out karaokeing at our actual, I mean, for our good 
our New York goodbye party. We were saying goodbye to all our New York friends, and I don't karaoke. Um, but Green Day came on, and I grabbed the microphone and started karaokeing, so I'll have to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now, this one is the last one we access to everyone that comes on our show. Now, I know that you, you, left, um, lost, uh, you left from New York, right? Yes. Okay, so we, we'll, we'll cater this to New York since you, you haven't been to L.A. very long. Give us the idea date, according to Eric Nelson, in New York City. Oh, the ideal date? Mm-hmm. Now, this is date night. you gotta help, um, you got to help the guys out who might be in New York. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, if you're trying to, you know, wine and dine your, your significant other, I'm going to have a different answer. But if this is my <laughs> ideal date, like where... You know, Sainty had to go along with, with what I wanted to do. Um, let's see. I'd maybe definitely end up, you know, seeing a Yankees game at some point in the day. Okay. Um, you know, just sitting back, getting some hot dogs, a couple beers, just watching the game. Um, that is an you know, incredible experience in the Brent, you know, Yankee Stadium. They just redid the whole thing not too long ago. It's a billion-dollar stadium, so it's definitely something to see, especially if you like sports. Um and I'd also, um, if you like real incredible pizza, New York style, uh, mm-hmm. it's almost like Italian, like Italy style pizza on the Upper West Side. Uh, there's a place called Batola's, um, mm-hmm. and it's incredible. So I'd definitely go there for dinner. Um, and it's got the real thin crust, and they, and they put the sauce yep. on top, and cheese is kind of in between there, and it's, oh my gosh, it's so good. Um, <laughs> uh, and I always see Matt Dillon in there. He must live around the neighborhood, the actor Matt Dillon, because I've been in there a number of times, and he's always in there. Um, so if you like Matt Dillon, there's another, you know. <laughs> <go see him. laughs> Women are flocking uh, to the restaurant as we speak. <laughs> exactly. And I'd probably end the night with a frozen hot chocolate from Serendipities. Nice. Oh, okay. Very nice. All right. So, ladies, uh, yeah. what do you guys think about that date? <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, kind of random, but, you know, it'll be good. Random is always good. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right. Tara, you like it, too? Yeah, I would love the baseball game. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. And now I want a frozen hot chocolate. I know. I never had that. Oh, they are so good. I got to look up how to how to make that one. <laughs> right? All right. Well, well, they sell the mix there, but it's never as good as the way they do it, I swear. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to look that up. Right? I've tried to make it so many times, but uh, they just they do something special in the store, I think. Okay. <laughs> they, they, don't, they don't give you all, all the info on how to do it. <laughs> exactly. They want you coming back. Yeah, that's smart. That's smart. Well, thank you so much, Eric, for coming on the show. Uh, it's been a blast talking to you. And and once again, uh, congratulations on uh, yes, getting yes. married and the the bay. We're looking forward to it. When when can we uh, check out the bay? When will it come back? Do you have an idea? Um, I start filming. I just got my first four episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I start filming at the end of the month, uh, possibly the first week in September. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be a little bit uh, before it comes out there, but I'll be sure to let you guys know um, so that the listeners and stuff can check it out. That'd be great. Oh, yeah, we get the word out. For sure. And how can we fi- follow you on uh, on uh, Twitter? Uh, wish you, what are you at at Twitter? Yep. Awesome. So we'll have to stay in touch. Uh-huh. Now, I mean, what is your Twitter ad- uh, handle so everyone will know? Oh, 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 I see. Uh, at... E R I C 
N-E-L-S-E-N. All right. Just my first and last name. Oh, cool. You know what? Uh, by the way that you spell your last name, it probably... Uh, it probably helps as far as you know having the Gmail, the Twitter, you know, like that. Because I don't think a whole lot of people spell it like that, right? So that probably helps. No, you know it helps, but it also hurts. I can't tell you how many times, even on set and and things I've actually worked on, they've misspelled it. So I always have to really, really stress um, the spelling of it. Um, so as far as you know, googling me—if you know how to spell my name—it's great because I'm probably the only one. But if you're, you know, don't know it has an abnormal spelling, then, you know, it'll it'll be misspelled for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, and uh, and good luck to you, and and of course your lovely wife Sainty, and uh, um, we'll be looking forward to uh, checking out everything you got coming out, and definitely you guys make sure you guys catch uh, Chasing Yesterday. Uh, is that out on video yet? Uh, no, but it's coming out, and also um, September 19th, I've got a movie coming out with Liam Neeson called The Walk Among the Tombstones. You can check out as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, cool. Yes. Yeah, so, guys, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. You guys are so much fun to talk to. Right, we got to get you back on. <laughs> For sure. Oh, I'd love to. All right, now, that, this will conclude uh, the, the show for tonight. Um, Miosha, how can we follow you on Facebook, Twitter? I'm Miosha Bean, uh, at MVB uh, underscore films. That's uh, my name. So Miosha Bean on Twitter. And Tara Lynn. You can find me on as Tara Gravois, G-R-A-V-O-I-S, on Twitter and Facebook. All right. And just programming note, tomorrow we have our Talking Hell on Wheels episode. We'll be joined by actor David Wilson Barnes. So that'll be cool. And Monday, of course, we have an all-new episode of Mars Venus. It's about getting older. So that should be a lot of fun as well. So uh, our next episode for this show, uh, we will be putting that information out uh, very soon. Uh, and it was great to have you back, Miosha, with us. Yay, welcome back, Miosha. Thanks for having me back. I'm so happy. <laughs> yes. yes, and Tara Lynn, it's always great to ha talk to you. As well. Well, well, thank you. Looking forward to next week. Yes, mm -hmm. it should be a lot of fun. So I'm Kente. I'm Terrilyn. I'm Yosha. And we'll catch you next time.